This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out JasonQualsCFP.com. JasonQualsCFP.com. If you want to jump in with a question or comment, click the social media links or email address at FinancialCoachingRadio.com. A lot of concerns for folks in their nearing retirement, certainly nearing retirement. Not that it's not a concern for everyone else, but as you get really close to pulling the trigger on stopping working forever, hopefully, you start thinking about what am I going to owe in taxes? And the larger your asset base, the more you worry about taxes. Planning for minimizing taxes in retirement, it's going to give. It's going to take some time. I think it needs to start five or ten years ahead of your projected retirement date. The things that we have to consider, and a lot of people kind of get one track mind. Here's how it typically works with today's retirees: they put everything that they've had along the way into some pre-tax retirement plan. That means everything when their income. Uh, when they start receiving income into retirement, is going to be counted as taxable income. And then you add Social Security to that and maybe a pension. A pension would be the same. A pension income is going to be taxable at ordinary income rates. So what we're trying to achieve in minimizing taxes pre-retirement, working towards our retirement date, is we got to start thinking about our income sources and how they're taxed. So it, the most ideal situation, and I've talked about this several times, is you want as many different income streams as possible. But the three main in- income streams that you're you're going to be able to easily achieve with enough time and planning is you're going to have your pre-tax income from your 401k or IRA. You're going to have your Social Security income. And you're going to have some tax-free income because you were smart enough to plan in advance and make contributions to a Roth IRA. One common misnomer is that people believe that they need to be putting everything that they're saving into a Roth IRA. Well, that is okay to do. It's better than nothing. I don't know if it's the most ideal situation because you're leaving some taxable income on the table that would not be taxed at any tax rate if every dime that you're making comes out as tax-free income. That was a very confusing way to explain this. If you're married, basically, 
you can earn $24,000 of taxable income, pension income, working income, IRA income, doesn't matter, $24,000 of, of income and not pay any income tax. That's because the standard deduction is $24,000. You cross the age of 65 or we get into the next tax year, that will increase a little bit, but just keeping things easy. If you were to pull $24,000 a year out of a IRA, out of a 401k, or receive it from a pension, or a combination of the three, and it was $24,000 or less, you're not going to pay any income tax. Not any. So, if you feel my drift on having multiple streams of income to minimize taxes is ideal. Why would it be ideal? Well, because along the way, if you have any pre-tax retirement plans, you've got a deduction for making those contributions. And if you do it in a way that minimizes taxes, when you start spending it at retirement, you may not pay any tax. So basically, you are receiving money that was never that has never been taxed. So here's an ideal situation. You have IRA income, you have Social Security income, and you have Roth IRA income. And why that's ideal is because we can take just enough of taxable income to not pay any taxes. We take whatever Social Security is deemed that we are, we're eligible for, and we take the rest of what we need from our Roth IRA plan, and at the magic number, somewhere between eighty and 100000 depending on your situation, you could pay zero, that's income, eighty to 100000 of annual income, zero taxes zero taxes and maybe even more than that in certain situations if you have another income source of just brokerage accounts regular investment accounts because you could add in some extra untaxable income as long-term capital gains now that's going down a whole different road on a whole different horse very hard to articulate that but that would be really really sweet right we've along the way accumulated some Roth IRA assets all coming out to us tax-free we've accumulated some assets in regular investment accounts brokerage accounts non IRA accounts that's gonna come down to us in most cases as long-term capital gains not gonna pay any taxes on that hopefully and we're gonna have our Social Security income and if we if we set up everything properly, we're not going to pay any taxes on that, or very little income taxes on that, or a little, very little of that amount is going to count as taxable income, I should say. And then we'll have our pre-tax retirement plans that's all going to come out to us and count as taxable income. If we combine all those four streams together effectively to meet your retirement income needs, we may not pay any taxes at all. But to accomplish that. What do you need to do? Well, you're going to have to see where you're going to have to assess your current situation. How much do you have in this? How much do you have in this? How much social is coming? And we start making some forecasts. Where are you going to end up at, and when you decide to retire? And then how much income taxes are we going to owe on our retirement income at that point? And what can we do now, between now and your retirement date, where can we start putting some, some money to make sure we have as many income streams as possible when we retire and we could manipulate where it comes from manipulate stay within the guidelines of the tax code but 
take income streams effectively to zero out our taxes. That would be most ideal. But you got to assess where you are. You got to get with someone who actually has the expertise to do this. That's why I tell you all the time get a second opinion from an independent fee only certified financial planner. And then you put the plan in action. And uh, some people listening to the show are going to have incomes too high or have income needs that are too high. You're going to pay some taxes. But if you're like most people, you know, they're kind of normal everyday folks. You can live on six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month, and that meets your living expenses in retirement. And if we plan properly, but don't pay any taxes in retirement. All right, get that second opinion from anyone who works just for you, paid by you, and is a CFP. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. Appreciate you listening today and every day. I'll be back with you right after this short break. And we'll be talking estate planning with John Baker, estate planning attorney. Look him up online right now, bakercouncil.com. I'm back right after this. Recent reports show that half of Americans don't have any of the most basic estate planning documents, like a will or powers of attorney. Folks, if you're married or have children, you can't put this off any longer. Call John Baker, estate planning attorney, right now at 896-5621. As a husband, wife, mother, or father, you owe it to your loved ones to make sure your estate plan is in order. So call John Baker at 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Joining in now is John Baker, estate planning attorney, to talk about the differences between estate planning and elder law planning. John, that's right up your alley because I think one of your main kind of focuses is elder law planning. So what is the difference? Because I know those terms get used out there a lot of times when people are thinking about these issues. Yeah, in the uh, you know the, in this day and age, you know a lot of that kind of kind of merges. But you know, estate planning, we've thought about you know the more tr- traditional issues that we would typically plan for, which would you know be to uh, you know asset protection, getting you know the the estate to the proper beneficiaries, uh, uh, you know th- things like that, tax issues. Uh, but elder law, 
adds the element of planning, okay, you know, what if I or what if, you know, my spouse needs long-term care, you know, whether that be long-term care at home, uh, assisted living, or in a nursing home. How do we plan for the financial aspects of that? You know, how, how can we, you know, preserve our assets? How, how can we, uh, uh, you know, do all those things? Uh, how do, and if, you know, we if, if one of us needs Medicaid for nursing home care, how do we you know, how do we qualify for Medicaid? You know, what what do the rules of Medicaid allow us to do, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, attempting to, uh, uh, you know, save our resources or, or, or to make resources available to the other spouse? So, so the elder it, law is it adds all those long-term care elements to estate planning, essentially. Someone who had – this came up the other day, and I don't know if I've, it's ever happened – in an estate planning discussion before and or just medicaid planning discussion what does someone you know there's there's things you can do with a, a traditional ira to minimize you know the exposure to the, the the medicaid issues and other assets as well what about a roth ira you know that's money that's all after tax all tax free mm-hmm. if it's withdrawn now what is the typical recommendation to preserve assets uh from elder law planning or medicaid planning mm-hmm. when you have roths yeah, well, the, well, the Roth it, it is easier for us to plan with because we don't have, they're not pre-tax dollars. You know, tax has already been paid on that money, and now it's growing tax-free. But And so we don't have to worry about that immediate tax that's going to, income tax is going to hit if we pull money out of a traditional IRA. So that gives us more flexibility if we need to, uh, you know, convert that Roth IRA into, uh, let's say, for example, a, a an immediate annuity, you know, a Medicaid-qualified annuity. Well, that might be easier to do with the Roth because, you know, we don't have the same tax impact that we would have, you know, with a traditional IRA. So, in general, you know, the Roth IRA is going to be easier for us to probably to plan with, you know, in, in the long-term care arena, particularly Medicaid. So, when people are thinking, about, I think the main main kind of starter for folks that are 70 80 90 to get them thinking about updating their estate plan or creating one it are these medicaid issues so when someone comes to you and says hey i don't want i don't want my mother my father's or they don't want their own assets to be they want to be protected from from long-term care needs what do you tell them is that something that you can give a a straight answer to or is it just different for everyone well, it's, it is going to vary, uh, you know, from, from case to case, but there are some common planning tools. And, uh, you know, so, you know, for, any, for an attorney, you know, law office like mine, you know, a lot of our clients, you know, they're in their 60s, they're in their 70s, you know, they, they, they feel the, you know, the, the, the need, you know, at that point in their lives to make sure they have their affairs in order. And they're starting to think about it. Well, what if one of us, you know, needs to go into a nursing home or, or we have to go into an assisted living? You know, how, how are we going to deal with that? What are all the... The, the financial uh, aspects of that and so uh, so we have some tools to deal with that uh, some people use uh, certain types of uh, trusts and we, we set up trust planning for that a lot of times that's done in a pre-crisis situation meaning you know neither spouse is in any immediate need for for, for long-term care but still healthy and still healthy uh, some people will uh, create uh, uh, wills that have have spousal trust to, to that can help uh, planning for those issues. Uh, there's a certain special types of trust that, that, that the Medicaid laws allow us to put into the will 
to protect the the, the other spouse. And uh, so, uh, you know, we put special provisions into our powers of attorney to to allow for for, for the types of planning that, that are sometimes necessary. Uh, you know, when somebody's facing a long-term care issue. So different tools we can use, you know, with the trust, the wills, powers of attorney, you know, other other, other things. And, uh, uh, and it, it'll kind of vary, it will vary from case to case. But, uh, but, you know, we have, but that's, that a lot of times is the biggest risk that our, our clients are facing when they're in their 60s of 70s, you know, financially is health care. Uh, you know what happens if if one of us needs long term care? You know it, it will. You know if it's five thousand, eight thousand dollars a month. You know it will deplete our savings. You know rather rapidly. You know how do we best prepare for that? So, so that's where estate planning for that client really becomes long term care or elder law planning as well. If you're just tuning in, this is Financial Coaching Radio. We're talking estate planning and elder law planning with John Baker, estate planning attorney. His website, bakercouncil.com, bakercouncil.com. Give you a real life or a real scenario that's a very simple scenario that the, the main issue of this is what people face all the time. Someone with you know basic Social Security income, no other assets other than $250,000 of cash. That's all that they own. They don't own a home. They don't own a car. And their main concern is how to pass that down to their children and protect it from long-term health care costs or to be Medicaid spend down, that type of thing. Obviously, an easy solution would be to go ahead and gift the money to their children just directly. But an option, other option would be to gift that money inside of a trust. At an asset level of that amount, would you... With there, I know the drawbacks of the direct gift, but would that be an easier, simple solution with someone with that net worth, you or know, would it trust? Would we? Would a trust be something that you would definitely recommend? Yeah, in, in that scenario, uh, you know, if it's otherwise appropriate, it would definitely be a trust. I, I never recommend, uh, you know, uh, gifting a, a large percentage of, of your total wealth. Uh, you know, just directly because there's too much risk. You know, as I know we've talked about before. Uh, you know, if you if you gift it, well, what if what if that? Let's say you gift it to a child, and well, what if that child gets sued, and then all the money's gone? You know, if you're 75 years old and that was your life savings, it's not coming back. You know, you're not going back to work. So, uh, you know, it's very very risky. So, you know, from a lawyer perspective and risk management, you know, we always like to gift those large gifts into uh in, in into a trust and it could be you know it could be monies uh it could be uh a home a, you know home is a common thing that people will put in in trust in every case is in that you know in those scenarios or case by case you know certain things uh are going to be appropriate and desirable you know for one for that person and, and and some things may not be so you have to kind of fill it out but yeah the direct gifting of large gifts you know like two hundred fifty thousand or uh, you know, particularly if that's their entire savings, uh, and you're going to gift you know, a lot or most of that. How know, does one get over the hassle, the hassle and the cost factors? The people that are yeah. they're going to get pushed back. So look, she can just give it to me directly. It's only me mm-hmm. and my sibling. I split the mm-hmm. money, one twenty-five and one hundred twenty-five thousand mm-hmm. each. And now the risk of getting sued. Not really worried about it. Uh, not really worried about divorce. 
and the reason they're not that worried about it is because they really are having a trouble overcoming the process of going through working with an estate planning attorney and maybe they feel it's too complex and too costly mm -hmm. what, what what do you say to someone that would that would, that would suggest that yeah we try to make it as you know as Un uncomplicated you know as we can so sometimes i'll explain it that you know if you're going in for surgery and you know the doctor the surgeon needs to explain that surgery to you in, in a way that you understand it you know what it's doing you know the risks and, and you can make an informed decision and really that's what you know we as lawyers need to do uh as well we need to explain it in a way that uh that is understandable and, and they know the pros and the cons and and the risks and the advantages of what we're doing um you know if, if the surgeon doesn't need to explain it to me at the level the surgeon needs to know and 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 so you know the, because if he does that it, it'll 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 overwhelm me i won't know what he's talking about and in the same way the lawyer needs to communicate it in a way that the client understands what is going on so we try to do that and, and make it as understandable and as possible uh and you know and and, and i think that's what you you know you have to do you have to let the client you know understand that that uh this there are uh, complexities to this planning and a lot of that, you know, is, is the lawyer's responsibility to make sure that the proper terms are in the in the trust. Um, but this is, you know, this is the objective. This is, you know, the goal. This is what it can do. And it's a much safer way to make large gifts than just outright. Uh, in fact, you know, one of the reasons I, as the lawyer, would not want to be involved in a client making large outright gifts because... You know, if that money is lost, you know, if, if you gift it to the child and the child does get sued and the money is lost, or if the child gets in a divorce and the money gets divided with his ex-wife, I don't want to have been involved in, 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 in recommending that or, or concurring with that type of planning. I just, I just think it's too risky. Well, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. Stick around. We'll be talking more with John Baker, estate planning attorney. Again, his website, bakercouncil.com. That's what we're discussing. If you have any estate planning questions, get a man. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Back with you right after this. Everything is my fault. I'll take all the blame. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor. But a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonqualls.cfp.com. 
Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever, so call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com. 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. This is the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any financial products. I'll leave that to the other shows. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. For all about me, go to jasonqualscfp.com. We're talking estate planning today with John Baker, estate planning attorney. John, this coming up on that time where people are thinking about what they need to accomplish in their financial life before the end of the year. And as that ties into estate planning, it could be year-end gifting, gifting to family members, gifting to charitable organizations. Tie that into estate planning and what issues that could arise if someone doesn't make gifts properly and how much could they give uh, in any one particular situation. Yeah, so, you know, I guess, you know, part of it will depend on, you know, the purposes of the gifting, what are all all the objectives of it. Certainly, if it's gifting uh, in large, you know, large net worth situations where they're doing it for estate tax purposes, uh, you know, those things, they need to be working very closely, you know, with their lawyer or their accountant that's that's helping them through that uh, because those are, you know, big dollar items and, and the getting it in by the the time it needs to be done may may be very important uh and then uh but uh you know in general uh the uh the annual exclusion you know every i hear this all the time in all different contexts as people coming into the office and they'll say well i know i can give fifteen thousand dollars each year to my child and uh but they're concerned that you know you can't give more than that or it's going to cost you taxes and because the uh, Tennessee no longer has a gift tax, which expired in 2012, and the federal gift tax is tied to the estate tax with the large, you know, multi-million dollar exemptions that exist now, that really only a very, you know, small amount of the population is going to be subject to a gift tax because their net worth will never be above the exemption amounts which is what 11 million something 11 yeah 11 plus whatever it is now for for a single person so uh so the gifting may take on other purposes you know that it may be done uh for charitable you know inclinations like you indicated uh and maybe if if they're needing a charitable deduction that year then obviously they want to get it in the the certain you know that particular year in that time frame so maybe an income tax issue uh, so, so someone yeah. making a large gift to a family member or someone else, mm-hmm. and they don't have a large net worth. They, they have mm-hmm. a net worth, but it's not over $11 million right. to hit that deal. But they're going to give over the $15,000 limit, mm-hmm. and you've explained to them that they, it's, they can. It's not going to cause any issues because mm-hmm. they're, they're, there's, there's no inheritance or estate tax issues going on. Mm-hmm. What do, the, do they still need to file like forms with the IRS and, and gift tax returns just from a you know just a dot your your eyes and cross your T's type thing? That's what I always suggest. There's no harm in filing a gift tax return, even though it's not really applicable to you. But mm. is that something you would suggest? I, I, I advise basically the same thing uh, that that it is it is required. You're supposed to file it. It's really just for informational purposes only because you know there will be no tax owed in in your estate. 
uh, for gift taxes when you die because you're well under the exemption amounts. But, uh, but yeah, I advise the same thing. I think that is good practice to, to file them when you're making gifts over the exemption amounts. And it's 15000 per person. So if yeah. you cross that line in any particular year, you need to file an informational gift tax return with your tax return, right. assuming that your net worth is not over $11 million bucks. And the uh, – yeah, so – yeah, so yeah, I think that's the, the good advice is that if you're, if you're making those gifts file, it's not a complicated return usually to file. And, uh, and have have that done when you're doing your, your taxes for the year. The two biggest myths, I guess, in estate planning to me would be this gift, this annual gift amount. And what if, happens if you go over and thinking about will they owe in gift taxes? And also when people inherit money uh, of any sum, it seems like the, another myth that they kind of have in their head is that they're going to owe inheritance taxes on yes. that. Yeah. And even if it's, you know, it's, it's well under, you know, not not even over a million, even though the exemption is eleven million. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is the conversation like when you're talking when you get those questions? Hey, John, I just inherited two hundred thousand from my grandfather. How much am I going to owe in taxes? Yeah, and we, we do we get that that all the time. And I explain to them that you, you know for most types of inheritances, uh, the, the the inheritance you receive from your family member is not taxable. It is not income you know under the income tax laws. Now, you know, where the main exception to that is, is if you inherit an IRA, you know, a traditional IRA. Or other qualified. Or qualified plan. types of accounts. That, that, that's right. You know, then, then there is income tax. But, but for other, other types of things, you know, typically, you know, life insurance or, you know, the house or, or a bank account or a brokerage account, you know, there, there, there's no, uh, there's no, you're, in, you're inheriting that. At the value it is at the person's day to death. And there's no, it's not income to it's that. Not person. income. It's not income. Right. We're talking estate planning with John Baker. Go to his website, check him out, bakercouncil.com, bakercouncil.com. John, if someone has an estate planning question off of the air, what's the best phone number to reach you? Oh, yeah, just welcome to give us a call. We're at 615-896-5621. That's uh, here in Murfreesboro. Office is right here in Murfreesboro. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, taking our last break of the day. Get those questions in. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Back right after this. stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonqualls.cfp.com or call 878 878- 
888-242-2134 today. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Back to Banjo Coaching Radio. Great estate planning tips there from John Baker, man. It's, it's, it's you know, having someone. It, there's attorneys of all shapes and sizes. I don't mean the, their appearance, but there's different aspects of being a practicing attorney. Some focus more on divorce, some focus more on criminal, some do a little bit of both. My point is, when you're doing estate planning or tax planning, you got to have someone on your side that is a special that specializes in that area. You know, you don't go to a criminal attorney and say, "Hey, can you draft my complicated elder law or estate planning trust?" They may say yes, but that's not their day job. Or you don't go to an estate planning attorney and say, "Hey, I need you to represent me in my um, murder trial." You just wouldn't do that. Hopefully, you're never going to be on trial for murder, but. When you need help with what type of estate planning documents you need, whether your net worth is ten thousand or ten million or a hundred million, you need to make sure the attorney is specializing in that. Same thing with the elder law discussion we have. If Medicaid and uh, Medicaid avoidance is one of your your hot topics, make sure you're working with an attorney who understands that. So. Uh, I'm going to get out of here for today. Remember, if you're looking to learn more about independent fee-only financial planning, go to JasonQualsCFP.com, JasonQualsCFP.com. To listen to the show anytime, anywhere, you can podcast Financial Coaching Radio anytime, anyplace. FinancialCoachingRadio.com. Click archives. You'll get a long list of all the past shows. I'm out of here. Enjoy your safe and happy afternoon.